At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Or visit morrisjenkins.com. Looking long in middle. Nothing there is going to run. 40 to the 30. <laughs> and Bridgewater dives for it and may have the first down. There's not one part of me that doubts anybody's effort today. I mean, that we had a team that went out there and played hard and played for each other and left it all on the field. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk, live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. Just going to be honest as we start the show, sometimes on nights like this, following games like yesterday, it's hard to know where to begin with the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule. We don't want to be too light and airy because it was a loss nor do we see reasons to be uh, negative and hangdog about uh, the tremendous fight the Panthers brought. So as we welcome Coach Rule to the show, presented by Morris Jenkins. Coach, let me frame it up to you this way to begin our, our conversation. Has any Have any of your feelings about the game and your team's effort changed in the 23 hours or so since uh, since the final seconds ticked off? Uh, no, I mean, I, obviously I know more after, you know, uh, watching the tape. I, I usually – watch it on the iPad on the plane on the way home and then um, come in this morning and, and watch it again. And, um, you know, the one thing you'll hear me say forever is, is that I believe that there's truth, both good and bad um, in the, in, in the football, whether you win or whether you lose. And sometimes when you win, you have a tendency to glaze it over the issues and, and, and just focus on the positives. And sometimes when you lose, you have a tendency just to focus on the negatives and glaze over the positives. And, I think it's our job just to always be really, really honest. It allows us to be consistent. We did a lot of great things, and there's other things that have to be better. And I think when you have that approach, you never get too high and never get too low. Well, Coach, I, I've, I've nicknamed you Let It Ride Rule. Um, you've been really intrepid and in going on fourth down situations. Um, I wonder what is that doing for your team? Is it is it showing up and showing not only the confidence that you have in them, but the confidence to go ahead and make – those plays what are you seeing from the fourth down situations that you've been in that's really helping your team to gather their confidence well I think the the thing that we want them to understand is you know when, when we go for it on fourth down or when we fake a punt 
it's not just, you know, me saying, hey, you know, and, and our staff saying, hey, we have confidence in the offense. It's also us saying that we have confidence in the defense, you know, that we, we think if we pin them down there, you know, like on the first drive, you know, we went forward on whatever it was, the 10, the 15, whatever. Um, hey, we have confidence in our defense. And, um, uh, you know, we, we want to be a team that always complements each other. We don't want to be just a great offense or just a great defense, just a great special teams. We want to complement each other. And, you know, I think as our players uh, feel that and sense that, they get more and more comfortable in those situations and more and more comfortable as we make those uh, those aggressive decisions. And thinking back to plays like the the four, fourth and 14 that, that Teddy converted coach, in terms of his play, I mean, you knew, obviously, you saw a lot of tape, Marty and everybody knew uh, basically what you're getting, but without the preseason and a, a real physical training camp, has Teddy maybe in some ways exceeded your expectations in terms of his physicality, his running ability, and, and, and even his leadership in terms of what he brings to this team? I, mean, I think he's, I think he's, you know, exactly what we hoped he would be. Um, he, like all of our players, is trying to get better and improve in a lot of areas. But I don't think anyone can question his leadership, his uh, physical toughness, his willingness to run the football, uh, his courage to, to, to step up. Um, so, I, you know, I, I've been really pleased with him in all those different areas. And, and uh, like anything else, when you look out there and you see your quarterback putting his body on the line, you hope that it sends a message to every guy on the team. Like, I have to, I have to match his intensity. I have to play. And even for us as coaches, we have to coach with the same courage. Um, uh, you know, when, when you make tough decisions, when you make plays like that, um, you know, you're, you're really stepping out there. You're really, you know, stepping up and, and putting yourself out there. And uh, he's done that for his teammates uh, week in and week out. Matt Rule with us on Panther Talk Live. Coach, uh, Dennis Daly kicks out to left tackle for this game. How did he hold up? I thought Dennis did a really nice job. I thought he uh, was great in protection, you know, had, had the one holding call, which obviously we have to eliminate. Um, played really well until that fourth down play when he got hurt. And then from there, you know, uh, the other guys went in and I thought they played well. I, I was pleased with our offensive line. We knew a, a big key to this game was going to be, you know, uh, uh, protecting the quarterback. And I thought that they did a good job versus a really aggressive defense. Um, I thought they gave Teddy time to operate within the pocket. And, Coach, what was the message for the defense before the game as a prelude as coming up to the game, going against a prolific offense? And then what was the message at halftime having the lead to the defense specifically as you guys uh, take the lead at halftime? Well, you know, the message was, um, number one, we had to hold, you know, had to hold them to field goals instead of touchdowns. Um, you know, that, that, that was something, you know, they, they've, they've moved the ball, they've scored, and everybody, they've been on a historic run the last couple of uh, – Maybe not historic, but they've had a, they've been on a really good run the last couple of games, and so, you know, we, we said, hey, listen, let's try to get off the field, but most importantly, we have to hold them to the field goals. And I thought we did that pretty well in the first half. Uh, at halftime, you know, I think our guys were excited to play. Um, you know, they they wanted to get back out there, they wanted to continue to compete. Uh, my, my message was that we were going to have to find a way to get a turnover. You know, I, I think you know we were good on offense, we protected the football, but defensively, you know, we wanted to punch at the ball, you know, scrape at the ball, find a way to get a turnover, which we never re were really able to do. Um, but uh, but I thought there were a lot of good things on all sides of the ball, a lot of things that we can build off. Uh, you really preach, no matter who the opponent is, Coach, that it's about what you guys do. And if you take care of yourselves and play clean football, do all the right things, that's that's how you play and that's how you're going to win most often. Looking back, is it is it the penalties that were probably beyond the fact that the game was close at the end? You had a chance at it. Was it the penalties overall throughout the game that kind of were the number one thing that set you back? I, I think there were. I think there were. Um, I think there were several things. To be quite honest, I think uh, you know we we had too many breakdowns in coverage. Um, 
you know, in, in man-to-man coverages, whether it was two, you know, two of our defenders that should be on different levels running into each other, allowing a big play or, or um, you know, guys looking in the backfield instead of looking at their man and balls being caught on offense. Absolutely. I think, you know, offensively, the offensive penalties hurt us um, and set us back at crucial times. So, you know, it's never just really one thing, you know, right. It's, it's always, uh, you know, an aggregate of a bunch of little things that we have to take care of. And so, um, unfortunately right now we're learning that the hard way, but, you know, like, you know, like I've always believed, if you just take hold and, and take heed of the lessons that you're being taught, um, you can become a really good team really quickly. And so, um, we, we, we have to, we have to do a better job this week of, of, you know, playing clean and man when we're playing man to man defense and on offense, not having penalties, not having missed assignments. Matt rule on Panther talk along with uh, Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson. It's Mick. How did Sam Franklin uh, do throughout the game coach? And are you seeing him take some steps as he gets more experience? I thought he was fantastic. You know, uh, in, in, in crucial moments, you know, made a play on the screen, made a sack, um, held up well in coverage. Um, there's some things he has to, like all of us, has to improve upon. But I thought he was a, a bright spot for us uh, yesterday. And, um, you know, I think when you have young players, what you're looking for is you're looking for them to just grow each week. And you're looking for the veterans to kind of stem the tide until, you know, until the time comes where, where those those young guys are, are, are older players. And uh, I thought uh, he's a guy that really, really, um, really took a step this week. And, and Coach, I, I just wonder what also is the message to the team. I mean, going toe-to-toe with the – Super Bowl champions having a chance to go ahead and win the game. I mean, I, as a player and being a former player, I would be excited from one standpoint. I, I know I didn't win the game, but I'm like, hold up. I'm in your spot, your space, and I'm punching you in the mouth. And now it's coming down to me making a play or you making a play. That that has to be some level of excitement with that going against those guys. Correct or not correct, Coach? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the guys. I'm sure the guys feel uh, energized by the fact that they played a good team and we played really well uh, at times. Um, you know, I, I think the other part of that is you hope that they also say, you know what, uh, um, we had opportunities that 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 we we just didn't take advantage of. And so, you know, like I said at the beginning, I'm all, I, I always want our guys to to find the positive, also overcome the negative, and that's how you get better and better. And I think if we've learned one thing this year from this team is that, that they're going to come out and compete each and every week. They're going to uh, bounce back uh, each and every week. Um, we're going to be in a tight ball games each and every week. And so the one message for us is let's just play a little bit better. Let's uh, let's play a little bit better. And, and, and whether we're playing, uh, you know, a division rival, whether we're playing the defending Super Bowl champs, no matter who we're playing, um, it always comes down to how we play and the things that we do. Uh, it's never really about who we're playing. Really a, a huge stat, if you will, that uh, that worked throughout the game and, and made you have a chance to win this game was time of possession, 38 minutes to 22 minutes for them. And we see almost all the time in this league, if you win the coin toss, you defer, you want the ball for the second half, like all coaches seem to do that for the most part, but you decided to go on offense. Was was that more driven to keeping the Kansas City offense on the sideline to begin the game, or was it more looking at the win situation? What were some of the factors in that? I think it was all those factors. Um you know, we, we've been a team that um, in two of our three wins, you know, we've, we started with the ball. I'm much more of a defer guy. We thought we had a really good opener, you know, opening script, and we wanted to get out there and, and, and just let our guys experience some success offensively. Uh, we felt like we would. We went down and scored the touchdown. You know, defensively, we, we wanted, you know, you know, you have a hot offense like that, wanted to make them stand there and watch for a little bit. Uh, but most importantly, you know, I wanted to have the chance to, to, 
to take the wind in the fourth quarter. You know, I believed that we were, the game was going to come down to the very end and that, um, you know, we'd kick a field goal or, or, or score a touchdown to win the game. And so, um, it, you know, unfortunately it didn't quite work out for us in the end, but I wanted to have the choice. Now that was a swirling win. So it wasn't like it was, you know, huge one way or the other, but, um, you know, our, our kicker felt better kicking one way, and, and I wanted to have that option. Did you want to go faster, Coach, when you got – I can't remember the exact time remaining, but six and a half, seven minutes or so when you get the ball, did, did you want to be a little bit crisper with with any any of what you were doing offensively? Not really. Um, I knew it was going to come down to two possessions. Um, you know, obviously, anytime I can we, – you know, we could take the ball and, 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 you know, throw one touchdown right away, I would, I would take it. But – you know, the whole, the whole, the whole thought process was, Hey, let's get down there. Let's score. Um, I would have preferred to score before the two minute warning to have one more timeout. Um, but you know, it's, it's not easy to score in the national football league. So you can't just say, Hey, I'd rather score faster than not. You have to do what it takes to move the ball and get in the right play and be in the right protection. And so, you know, we did what it took to score, uh, getting, scoring a touchdown was more important than kicking a field goal in that situation. We had three timeouts, uh, got the ball back with a chance to win. So, um, we, we knew it was going to come down to a two for one. We had to execute on both ends of it. Uh, we, we did on offense, um, did on defense and just couldn't quite do it at the end. And coach, this league is always about parity. There's so much parity in the league. And I want to kind of maybe pivot and look at the next game and seeing the struggles and the success that the saints had against, uh, Tampa Bay. Um, as you move into this next game, coach, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, obviously, uh, Tampa Bay's loaded with offensive and defensive stars. You know, we played them, we played them uh, early in the year. They jumped out to a twenty-one nothing lead, and then we kind of settled down and started playing our football and uh, crawled back into the game. And so, um, I think for us, you know, we have to make sure that we don't do the things that we did negatively in that game. And in that game, we we had too many penalties. We turned the ball over four times. We just didn't uh, play football the way we want to play it. So. Um, that we know that they'll be ready to go. We know that, you know, Tom Brady's uh, a special player. He's got a lot of weapons. We know that they'll be excited to play. Uh, we just have to make sure that we are prepared to play our best football. And, uh, Coach, last one from me. Uh, you had Joe Brady on the sidelines as offensive coordinator for this game. Have you guys had a, a chance to catch up about that aspect of it as far as uh, how that felt for him, how it felt for you, and kind of the chemistry of doing things in that way? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, anytime you come on the field, it's going to be a little more – hectic and chaotic. And I, th I think Joe talking to him today probably felt that as well, but um, just, just think it's important for our players right now uh, when sometimes execution and energy and all those different things are our main issues that we're trying to focus on uh, to have Joe, to have Phil, to have me all on the sidelines, to have chase um, just uh, seems to make sense. And, and I think based on the offense, um, you know, they, uh, they scored more points than we have been. So hopefully that will, uh, Hopefully that was a small part of it. Panther head coach Matt Rule. Coach, with that, we'll let you get back to work. Thanks, as always, for your time, and good luck getting ready for Tampa Bay on Sunday. Matt Rule presented by Panther Talk, or Morris Jenkins, rather, presents Panther Talk with Coach Matt Rule. We've got a big show lined up for you. You're going to hear from Teddy Bridgewater, Marty Herney, also some X's and O's talk on our broadcast roundtable. So stay tuned. Back with more in just a second on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Hi, this is Dewey Jenkins. When the team that manages our Morris Jenkins website told me the most often asked question is, who is Mr. Jenkins married to? You could have knocked me over with a feather. I went home and told my wife that I was so surprised that I didn't know what to say. She laughed and said, honey, my name is Renee. So now you know. The team at Morris Jenkins and I are here for the Panthers, and we're here for you too, whenever you need us. 
This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Bridgewater has the snap, looks at McCaffrey, left flat, it's open to the 10, to the 5. McCaffrey will score a touchdown, left side on 4th and 3. Charlton's been a good find, South Carolina. Gamecock hits a fake, throws it over the middle, and it is caught. Zilstra at the 30, spilled at the 26-yard line. Samuel, the motion man, and here's the fly sweep to him. Samuel has the pylon right side. Yes, sir, touchdown, Carolina. You know, we had so many opportunities to to get off the field, to hold people to field goals, to to score touchdowns instead of field goals. Um, And I just think collectively, you know, we made too many mistakes. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Broadcast Roundtable brought to you by GEICO. There's a way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. So I just can't bring myself to think anything other than positive thought. Losing hurts. Winning feels so great. And what's it, four straight losses now, Zoke? But just mm-hmm. the everything seems like it's trending in a good direction. I think that you said it, Jim, the other day. There's so many teams that, that, uh, that, that you – even teams with better records maybe right now than the Carolina Panthers, looking at where things are and where we're headed, you'd rather be Carolina than a lot of those clubs. Well, and you're a, a team that's put together your program. So you've, you've got your coaching staff together. For an example, Atlanta's 3-6 and six, heading into a lot of uncertainty with their offseason uh, coming up. You know, what to do with their veteran players? What will the coaching uh, situation be? What will the GM situation be? You, know, you have all these things in place here, and, and you're – getting that foundation built that you're going to add to in this offseason. You're not going to you know rip it up and change it. So I like that. And, and Eugene, the other thing to me, and you played in this league, so, I mean, yes, you are your record. That's the most important thing. No doubt you are a 3-6 and six team. However, I'd rather be our 3-6 and six than Atlanta's 3-6. and six. And I say that from the standpoint of you don't want to lose close games, but if you were losing three, four touchdowns, you would sense we're far away yes. from being able to win. But when you're losing in a final possession situation, as frustrating as that is, it shows you that the margin is very small to get over and, and be able to become that winning team as opposed to something way down the road, right? Yeah, absolutely. It just says that you're not that far off. And, Mick, you're absolutely right, and so is that you're not far off. You've been playing some really good football You've been going toe-to-toe with every team. You've been in every single game having a chance with the ball in your hands on several occasions to go ahead and tie or win a game. I mean, and you're a young team. And so when we look at the landscape of what this team is with the new coaching staff and all, I'm like, you got to be excited. You went into Kansas City and went toe-for-toe with the Super Bowl champions. I mean, you talk about Patrick Mahomes has eviscerated secondaries, but that was not the case. That wasn't the case that he eviscerated your secondary. You had some plays that went your, did not go your way, but that was because of maybe some miscommunication in the secondary and not because he was just so much better than you. And so from that standpoint, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to take in and go like this. This team right here is on the cusp of being a really, really good team, and I would guarantee you that the battle testing that they are, that they are kind of accumulating to be really hardened that is going to serve them well as they move further in the season and as they approach next season. Tampa Bay reminds me of, and we've all known this guy, this guy that's not very good with women. He does not understand the feminine heart, so he tries to buy a little bit of attention. And there's the sunglasses, Polaroids, polarized Ray-Bans. There may be a watch. It may be a limo to ride to a concert, but it's not sustainable because you're going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It may work for Tampa Bay in a short 
run. They may buy a championship, but going out and getting Leonard Fournette and uh, going and getting Shady McCoy, going Antonio and getting Brown. Antonio Brown, going and getting Gronk, going and getting Tom Brady. Yeah, that's by got a that's, chance. That's a lot of trips to the jewelry store there. It is a lot of uh, credit card. It's bills a lot of diamond rings. And, and they've clearly said that they want to win right now. That's what they've clearly said. We want to win right now. We we're going to expect. Well, how'd that turn out last night? I know that was a horrible game. Got the head. Bust. I was looking actually. I was looking forward to that game. I know. I'd like find and, other shows to watch. And I'm not talking about that guy is not in this room. By the way, I'm not talking about podcast Matt or. Or Wendell Why'd or you any, start with podcast out of, our, uh, out of anybody you could have named? Why did you start with podcast staff yeah. members? None of that. It's just a. Was it a successful a, dating and marriage type relationship? Not podcast Matt. that we use <laughs> to make a point. Okay, what's next on the show? I'm gonna have it here somewhere. Ah, yes, it was Teddy going so well till yes. the end. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, two glove Teddy, the natural born problem solver. You'll hear from him coming up next. You're listening to Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Mahomes, deep drop, backs up deeper, now climbs up in the pocket, looking for someone to throw to downfield. The Panthers grab him, throw him down at the 30-yard line, Sam Franklin. Looking long in middle, nothing there is going to run. 40 to the 30, (laughs) and Bridgewater dives for it and may have the first down. Everybody all wadded up. Nobody in the end zone. All the chief defenders around the line of scrimmage. Quarterback draw Bridgewater up the middle. He jumps over a chief and scores standing up at the S in Chiefs. Touchdown, Carolina. There are no moral victories in this game, but um, the guys we fought gave ourselves a chance to win the game at the end, and hats off to the Chiefs. They're a great football team. they, They came up on top. And we came up just short. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Zoki, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk. Presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Teddy Bridgewater, starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, played so well in the Chiefs game, but he says the mood of the team is still pretty salty after a narrow two-point loss. It's still the same feeling, uh, being pissed off. You know, you're playing well in these games and coming up short. And obviously on a Monday, you, you get back, you watch the tape, and you see some of the things that may have prevented you from winning, you know, that game Sunday. But, um, you know, it's frustrating when, you know, you don't win those close games. But, um, you know, we've been fighting, playing tough these past couple of weeks. We just want to put it all together and try to get some wins. Were there specific plays that stood out in Bridgewater's mind in the Chiefs game? You know, honestly, man, you watch the tape, it's – Small things, um, the negative plays, you know, when you have 12 penalties against a team like the Chiefs, you know, uh, it's hard to win. Uh, you have the amount of negative plays that we had, it's hard to win those games. So um, that's the biggest takeaway. If we don't beat ourselves, man, we'll give our ch- ourselves a chance to win each week. Teddy says valleys and peaks like the Panthers are in right now. It's just all part of it in the NFL. You know, these moments, you know, these low moments are, are preparing us for those high moments when they come. Like I said, it's frustrating to not, you know, be, you know, finishing right now, winning these games. But, um, you know, we just stick with it, man. Trust the plan, the vision, man. Uh, I think, you know, we'll make sure uh, we'll, we'll head in the right direction. What about Bridgewater's self-assessment at this point in the season? No, honestly, it's just how well, you know, we're executing uh, the system. And I think, man, we're, we're doing a good job of executing the system. But, um, you know, I think, as we continue to grow 
you know, as an organization, uh, we'll become a better uh, situational football team. Thank God that's the one area where, you know, if we just take that next leap um, and become a better situational football team, then we could really, you know, find ourselves winning certain games. So um, now that's all it is for me is just how I'm, you know, uh, running the system. Uh, we're doing a good job getting guys involved each week. Different guys are making plays. You see a guy like Curtis go out there and catch, you know, nine passes out of his nine targets. Uh, Christian catching 10 passes out of the 10 targets that he had. Um, it just speaks volumes of how we can get different guys going each week. And now Bridgewater's description of the fourth and 14, 15 yard run. You know, honestly, when you're in that moment, you know, the Chiefs did a great job of just covering the concept that we ran. So um, rather than trying to force an incompletion, I figured, man, I could just try to run. And uh, as I was running, I just glimpsed over to the sideline to see what it changed were. And I, I just had a feeling that you know, if I would have dove down low, I would have been short, marked short. So I just knew that if I would have just dove, you know, maybe the defender would have dove at my legs, I would have you know, gained some airtime and um, picked up the first down. So in that moment, I wasn't thinking about any injuries or previous injuries or anything like that. I think, um, you know, the guys respond, you know, well to, to you know, situations like that. Uh, it just shows the guys that, man, you know, this is one of our guys, you know, who's going to lay it all on the line for us. And hopefully, um, you know, that message was received. How about the third quarter in the Chiefs game where the Panthers had some drives that stalled out prematurely? Um, honestly, man, you look at that drive we had uh, coming out of the half. That's me negative plays. Um, we had a penalty. We had uh, – I took a sack that I, I, I shouldn't have taken. Um, so we, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot on that drive. It's always it's always self-inflicted with us. Um, like I said, if we can just you know, not beat ourselves and, and put ourselves in these bad situations, um, you know, we'll, we'll be a better offense. Up next for Bridgewater and the Panthers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sunday at Bank of America Stadium. Stay tuned. Panther Talk presented by Morris Jenkins continues right after this. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Bridgewater checking off. Bends low, has the snap, hands to McCaffrey, touchdown right up the middle. What we are is we're a team that's improving, we're getting better, guys are uh, stepping up in key moments, but we're just still a team that makes too many mistakes to win these big-time football games, and um, uh, that uh, that's, a, that's a lesson that we need to learn um, because as soon as we learn it, we'll, we'll win a bunch of them. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. One of our favorite segments within one of our favorite hours of the week on Panther Talk is talking to Marty Herney, general manager of the Carolina Panthers. Very difficult loss on the road yesterday against a good club, Marty. But do you feel, as your overarching view of where things are, do you feel the team growing and some, some key building blocks continuing to move into place? Well, I do. I, I think we're getting better, Mick. And, you know, we, we went into Kansas City against one of the best teams in the league and the defending Super Bowl champions and, and went toe-to-toe with them. With that said, it's we still have to do some things that are under our control that, you know, to get over the hump and win a game like that. I, I do think there were a lot of good things that we did, but there were also things that, we have to correct that we cannot do to in order to win a game like that. An interesting question came up 
for Coach Rule on his teleconference earlier today. The question was, do you believe in the concept of learning how to win? Where do you fall on that issue? I think you learn how to win by doing the things you know you have to do to win, if that makes sense. I know Matt believes in this strongly, and I think our team now knows that number one is you don't beat yourself and you have to not have the the penalties and you have to to take advantage of the opportunities. And again, we did a lot of good things yesterday, um, but we have to get to the point where whether you want to turn it learning how to win or just doing the things we have to do to win, I think, is probably more appropriate. Coach Rule, Marty, is so personable. People can listen to him talk and think possibly uh, that maybe or surmise or wonder if this team is being coached hard. What, what should Panther fans know about the discipline and how, how these, this club is being coached uh, in a fair way but also hard by the staff and Coach Rule? I just tell the fans, that's not something they don't have to worry about. I mean, every detail, every day, it's there being coached fairly, very hard, very measured. As far as what I mean by that is the communication between Matt and our coaches and our players as to the formula that we need to fill to win games uh, not only to win a game, but to win games consistently is so consistent. It's every time he talks to the team, every practice, every part of the weekly process that we always refer to. It really is impressive how he goes about it. And we are going to get over the hump, so to speak. And I think that we all know the things we have to do to do that. And there not only is great communication between Matt and the coaching staff and the players, but there's great communication between myself and Matt, between Pat Stewart and our personnel department as to what we are looking for in players that will get us to the goal that we all strive for. So as far as saying we're going in the right direction. I mean, I almost feel like that's, if you're here, it's so obvious we're going in the right direction, but we still have to correct those things that, that we are not doing to get that win, to get over the hump, and to start winning consistently. Fantastic words. Marty Herney on Panther Talk. Just one or two more things, and we'll, we'll cut Marty loose. What emotions did the Teddy Bridgewater 15-yard run on 4th and fourteen? bring up for you? Wow. It's just courage, right? Courage and, and leadership. And that's, that's what, what Matt preaches all the time is everybody, you do your job and you do what you're supposed to do. And then you make plays in the process of doing that. And that's exactly what Teddy did on that play. He made his reads. Then he saw the opening and then he just made a tremendous play with with just inspiring effort to get over the first down marker. I'm guessing that in your general manager suite, if you were seated, that caused you to jump out of your chair. How high was your vertical leap on that one? 
it 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 was just i think it was really a a feeling of pride to see and and i think the one thing that our fans see and that that i think every opposing team has seen is this team goes out and plays with great effort it really does and and you know maybe the level of our, of our performance has been better in some weeks than others but the effort has been there week to week and we're a team that is getting a reputation for playing extremely hard with relentless effort and that play just just really summarized that part of us is that the dedication and the courage that that Teddy showed on that play I think is the dedication and the courage you see from our team every week. Last question, and this may be the most difficult, challenging question I've ever put before you. Here it goes. Is our world, and that's all we care about, is our world, the Panther universe, is our world better or worse today or just the same, neutral, with what the Saints did to Tampa Bay last night? You know, Matt says it all the time, and and I will repeat it. It's not about our opponent, Mick. It's about us. That's what we focus on every week. So what I would say is, is our world better or worse because of what happened in Kansas City yesterday? Hmm. And I'm going to say it's going to be better because we are going to learn from that and we are going to move forward and we are going to prepare and go through our process better than we have each week. We're going to improve our process and improve our preparation. And eventually that's going to help us in the future. It really is about the things that we do that we can control that determine whether we win or lose football game. See, that's what we love about you, Marty, is that your answers are consistently better than the questions. (laughs) Thanks for your time, Marty. Thanks, Nick. You like that one. Yeah, I should have seen it. <laughs> I should have seen it coming. Well, you teed that one up. I know. It's fun to talk to Marty though, and our visit with the general manager of the Carolina Panthers is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel has a simple message for you: If you're not playing their gridiron pick'em game for free, then what is your problem? Get in the game. You download from the Panthers app your chance to win up to a grand. So just get on your Panther app after the show's over tonight. Register your free account and get ready for the next game. FanDuel, official partner of the Carolina Panthers. Is that so, what you had? Do you want to do the injury we st- we still have 14 now? minutes of show. I thought you were done the way you were kind of Negative. pausing there. We could do the injury update, relisted as day-to-day, according to Coach Matt Rule in his uh, press conference today. Of course, didn't have Russell Okung yesterday with the uh, calf injury. What did Dennis Daly hurt? He hurt something. What body part was Dennis Daly? General malaise. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody in the room. Can't remember. I phone a friend. Nobody's here to help me. All right. Dennis Daly (laughs) suffered an injury of some sort. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. OrthoCarolina, your care, your way. Probably people shouting in their cars at the radio. So Marty Herney artfully uh, handled, sidestepped, reformed, reshaped the question about the game last night. But – Eugene Robinson will not do that. He will take it head on when we come back with more Panther Talk next. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. 
Hi, this is Dewey Jenkins. When the team that manages our Morris Jenkins website told me the most often asked question is, who is Mr. Jenkins married to? You could have knocked me over with a feather. I went home and told my wife that I was so surprised that I didn't know what to say. She laughed and said, honey, my name is Renee. So now you know. The team at Morris Jenkins and I are here for the Panthers, and we're here for you too, whenever you need us. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Been thinking about this all day because the game last night was such enjoyable theater. Tampa Bay just gets their pants pulled down and they get spanked in front of the entire school on national television. And they're the team the Panthers play next. So, which is it? Is it A, uh oh, here comes the oh, the Bucks are going to be mad. They're going to be angry. They're going to be. Uh, dieseled up because of what happened to him against the Saints? Or is it B, in the NFL, it really doesn't matter. Once you run down on the first kickoff and somebody blasts you in the head and, and rocks your world, you're you're just trying to get from play to play. You, you see, that's what I like. Because it doesn't matter. I don't care how good a team is supposed to be. You, There's too much parity in the league. And this game is really kind of one on loss on you not playing clean, you – imposing your will on another player, your want-to factor, along with the preparation, execution, and your your readiness, it's, it's predicated upon those things. And you get a team that comes in and they have – they start they, – they, they play well and they start having some momentum, your confidence levels goes through the roof, and then you end up blowing a team off that maybe you shouldn't blow out. And so I, I like our chances. We can score against anybody. Our defense is good enough. Our special teams is good enough. We just got to play clean, and I like the fact that they're not afraid of not one team in the National Football League. Yes, I know they could be imposing Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know Brady. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. But guess what? The Carolina Panthers don't care about that, not one bit. And so they're going to go out there and try to punch a man legally in the mouth, and if they can stay clean, they can get a W. What do you think, Zoe? Can we play now? I mean, that was, that was inspiring. That was really good. You should coach Eugene. Oh, wait, you do. That was really good. That was very inspiring. You're right. It would be nice if we didn't keep playing them after they lose to New Orleans, which is what yeah. happened the last time. Uh, but, yeah, I think in this league it also goes to show you that you know, good teams uh, don't always play well. And uh, Tom Brady, three interceptions, no touchdowns in, in that game last night was an example of that. So uh, if the Panthers can uh, just do you know well enough on defense, I think, as Eugene said, the offense can score points with just about anybody in this league. You just need the defense to just – Keep you in the ball game on that side and uh, and keep getting healthy over there. Get guys back and it will be in, in good shape. It'd be great to get Jeremy Chin back from that knee injury. I think things are probably pointing in a positive direction on that this week. And uh, Justin Burris is about to come off the uh, the three game IR, so have a decision to make as far as what his health is coming up pretty soon. Be- I would lo- I'm sorry, I would like to get Brady on the ground. I would like to get some you know, bodies in the face of him to make sure that let, let, let's let's move you off your spot and let's hit you legally in the mouth. That's what I'm thinking. When I'm watching the game last night and, and the Saints are up 21 to nothing, then they go up, they score again, and, and they pour it on, I'm thinking nothing about what happened made me think, uh-oh, the Panthers are going to be in for it. Tampa Bay's DNA is going to be different when they come in. I, I was actually looking at it as this is good. Maybe the Saints, even though the Panthers aren't the Saints, maybe because of how closely these games are scrutinized, maybe the Saints expose some things in Tampa Bay that the Panthers can take advantage of. That they can't of. fix in a week, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right because I, I bet you 
and Tampa Bay is trying to shore up all the things that went wrong against the, against the Saints. And I know that Coach Rule is going to look at what went right with the Saints' defense against uh, Tampa Bay and employ some of those very same things with some twists. And so from that standpoint, you know, Tampa Bay has to go ahead and and get ready to to cover a multitude of sins that they uh, maybe committed and not being able to stop the Saints. Panther defense has forced, I think, the stats right, two punts in the last three games. And we'll break down this Panther defense, and we'll tell you why there is cause for optimism right after these messages from Bank of America Stadium. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. One of my favorite authors, a guy named Sidney Harris, longtime columnist in Chicago. One of his books was called Pieces of Eight, and in there are these words. When we're young, what we need to know most desperately is precisely what can't be told to us. In other words, you have to experience it. Absolutely. It's not a bed you can short sheet. Do you see a, a, a football application to that, Eugene, with these young defenders? Absolutely. I saw that with Franklin um, this, 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 this past game. I mean, you saw Tyreek Hill get into a, a, a situation where he's in a nasty position close to the line of scrimmage uh, from the tackle, and he runs all the way across the field. And you wonder, how can that guy get so wide open? Well, that typically demands a jump call or some sort of thing, communication by the free safety uh, to tell you that, hey, we're going to pick up this guy on the other side. Well, that didn't happen. You could tell that Dante Jackson was pointing, say, hey, my guy's going across and looking to pick up the, the other guy from the backside. And so it didn't happen. And so the only way that you get that right, you have to experience it. The double move, you have to experience it. you got to get beaten on a play, and hopefully it doesn't turn out to be a touchdown. But then that's when you learn, and that's when you get the education of football. It, it teaches you what to do and how to do it. And so guess what? Franklin will not get fooled on a play like that again. Yeah. And coaching staff, you know, they've all said, you know, uh, Matt said it on the show tonight, but Sam Franklin played good football in that game overall. And, uh, you know, the problem with that position, Eugene, is unlike if you're a defensive tackle, you're the last line of defense. Yep. So if, there's, there's no, like, help. No. <laughs> you know, the linebackers or the safety will, will, will clean this up. You are that person, so you're, you're the last line in that whole thing. Yeah, it takes a special person. First of all, football's not for everybody. And then – uh, with all these alpha males, these great athletes, to play those positions, to step into that breach where if you make a mistake, the entire world sees it. It is uh, it's something for, for a very few. So, anyway, the best for the Panthers is definitely yet to be. Great show tonight, guys, for Podcast Matt, for Wendell, Matt. for DL, mm, for Jim, and for Jeannie Robinson's Mick. See you next time for more Panther mm. Talk. This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins told me that he loves football and he looks forward to this show all week. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.